Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Joe Bro Radio, the best nerd and pop culture podcast on the planet. And I'll pop him zone of man. I am your host, Anir Rosano, joined by my fellow co-host, Gage Pond. Say hello, buddy. How's it going, bub? Bub, buddy. I'm not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. That's good. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Good for you. Yeah. All right. If you're new here, we talk about nerd stuff. We talk about pop pop culture stuff. We talk about anything that really tickles our brain or makes us mad. Anything like that. Anything that fancies us. But before we get into our topic today, we start off with some small talk. So what do you got to say today to the audience, buddy? Or to Uh, me, you know? That is... Shut up. Stop! There we go. That is a really good question. Uh, well, I've been playing lots of Hogwarts Legacy. It's kind of taken over my life a little bit. Uh, but uh, 10 out of 10 games so far. Love it. Um, uh, well, I mentioned a little bit ago that I was kind of blowing off my small talk. But uh, I am going to be getting glasses soon before too terribly long. At some point in the future that I'm unaware of. But it is near. Uh, because I'm going to be getting vision insurance again soon, which means I'll get glasses, I'll be able to read, uh, and I'm, I, I should be getting the polarized lenses that turn, you know, shade in the sunlight. Uh, Transitions. So yeah, those things. So I'll be able to, you know, survive the daylight and, you know, drive eventually. Well, I think so, I'm happy yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Otherwise, I'm tired, uh, I'm hungry, and sleep-deprived, but don't worry about any of that. I'm okay. That's just how I am. Yeah. That's you on a constant day-to-day basis. Yeah. I mean, the levels of it vary, but usually I am one, I am like all of those things, lesser and greater at any given moment. You kind of just know but when you, you when you hear it. But you already uh, always are at least one of those things. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, I mean, I'm always all of those things to some degree. But you, it's usually like a voice thing, you know. It's like you, you, if I like, you know, sl- if I just sound a very particular way, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, he's hungry, like extra hungry, you know, or something like that. I don't know. I'm just talking nonsense at this point. How about you? What about your small talk? You got something, surely. Um. Uh... Uh, I don't know if I said it in the last episode, but we got uh, my dog spayed, and I feel so bad for her, because she was just, like, all her, like, happy puppy energy is just gone now, and she's just kind of, like, depressed, and just does nothing but lay around all day in pain. I'm just like, no. Ah, uh, she'll recover, and she'll get that puppy energy back. Also, I don't really think that you have a right to be saying that, unless you understand the error of your own judgment. Because you would just get really annoyed with her half the time. I only get annoyed with her when she just, like, whines. Like, I, I'm fine with her barking and, you know, like, talking. But when she's just whining, I get mad at her. Yeah, you mean like a puppy? Like all puppies do, pretty much? They whine? And babies, all they do is cry? Which you're also having one of those? Shut up. You don't mean yeah. to, like, <laughs> blow holes in all of my arguments. Well, I'm, why not? Look, okay. I feel like an idiot. If you get to drop stupid one-liner jokes on me that are the, just the equivalent of, like, a Walmart coffee that's been left in the sun. Walmart doesn't sell coffee, but you get the idea. Then I'm allowed to blow holes in your arguments, okay? 
Yeah, but when I make my stupid one-liners, they're hilarious. That doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. <laughs> they, they're they funny. They are funny. But I hate myself for thinking that they're funny because they shouldn't be funny because they're brainless. <laughs> yeah. Well, so if, if that hurts me and blowing holes in your arguments hurts you, that's the trade-off. We're even now. Yeah, for now. Until you inevitably news. do it again. In other news, I, I've been, like, browsing YouTube for, like, just random videos, mm-hmm. and I stumbled across this guy playing Valheim, and he did what he called a pacifist run, where he didn't use any weapons on any creatures. What he did to kill things was he tamed a bunch of animals, and that's how he, you know, killed stuff. You know, when, when you say tamed animals, you're basically just talking about boar and locks. And wolves. Oh, yeah, you can tame those too, can't you? Yeah. Yeah, wolves were his primary thing. How? Um, so, he just, like, transported locks and wolves with him and stuff? Like, everywhere he went? Pretty much. He had, like, 300 wolves a pack just chilling with him on boss fights. Okay. Look, and I would. It's actually, it's actually really interesting. When he got to Mislins, it was very, like, he couldn't really do it. To a certain extent, he tried to do it with uh, with the dead razor, but it, the the two skeletons that spawned just weren't enough because you can't bring any tamed animals into the queen fight. But a glitch happened before it was patched. He did it before like the big patch of Mislins, and uh, the queen could like escape the citadel, so <sighs> queen was just roaming <sighs> the Mislins, and he's like, "This is my chance." So he brought all his wolves over to the Mislins. And just destroyed her. See, I don't... Look, I would equate, like, you know, again, we've talked about this thing in the past. You know, people just do it for lack of better terms, shits and gigs, you know? Giggles. I, like, I don't like... I, I don't see the point in doing that. Like, that sounds so stressful. That sounds like work. Like... It I looks like work. I wouldn't be doing runs like that in video games, especially not games like Valheim, where Valheim is actually extremely punishing. Uh, like, not unless I was getting paid. Absolutely not. I play games to have fun. Like, there's people uh, uh, to kind of relate tan- tangent tangent. How do you say the word? Tangential. Yeah, sort of, whatever, something like that. I was talking with, like, Dad's friends about uh, Hogwarts Legacy, my brother-in-law and this other dude. And, yeah, I, I mean, it didn't happen as much this time. But, like, they're, they'll always throw out, like, to play a game. They want to do the things that absolutely break the game. Mid-maxing, per se. Get as strong as possible, as quick as possible, and like you know, find use the loopholes in the systems and whatnot. And apparently, there is one for Hogwarts Legacy. I don't remember it because I didn't care to because I don't like doing that. I just want to play the fuck, play, play the game. Uh, and you can apologize. I it didn't come out all the way. I stopped. It was halfway through. Yeah, halfway of a seven-letter words. I did it. They no, 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 no. They don't. They don't know. You don't know. I was gonna use. I heard it. I could have said fubbling. Okay. No, I I stopped at. Yeah, you can't prove anything. 
I mean, it's recorded, so... That doesn't mean you can prove what I was going to say. I guess you're right. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, so, I don't... I don't know, people do that kind of stuff, you know, if they just do it for themselves or, you know, and then they're just like, hey, yeah, look at what I managed to do, then, I don't know, I guess that's fine, but I don't really hold as much respect for those things as other people tend to, because it yeah. just sounds like pain. Anyway, that's all I got, so, for, with that at least. Yeah. So, our topic for today... Um, it's a little hard to explain, um, but the simplest way I can put it is, like, everyday, like, phrases, expressions, idioms people say. We're going to be diving into the history of those particular phrases. I don't think that's what an idiom is. Hang on. What's an idiom? Idiom. How do you spell idiom? Never mind, I um, got it. Like an idiom, a group of words established by usage as having a meaning not deducible from those of the individual words. They were... Hey, here's an example. A, uh, hang, or hang on, this is the second definition. A characteristic mode of expression in music or art. They were both working in a neo-impressionist idiom. They were trying to impress you. Oh, well, suffice to say, I'm not impressed. <laughs> nice. Uh, what is this? They should try harder. Um, a form of expression natural to... Whatever. I, go on. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just... Uh, yeah. But like... Uh, the, the 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 example you did the bite the bullet thing like do you have that up just yeah i do okay good do that please. all right so the phrase bite the bullet meaning to accept accept something difficult or unpleasant uh, the origin in the olden days when doctors were short on anesthesia or time during battle they would ask a patient to bite down on a bullet to distract them from the pain you know, I heard that a long time ago, but I guess I forgot. Uh, yeah, I when when I heard uh like I heard like this ex explanation like probably about a month ago, and that's what gave me the idea for the uh, topic because I'm like I wonder what other kind of history there are with these kind of phrases. You know, it might just be me, but I don't think biting down on a bullet is a very good idea. In, in general. Well, like, I know, like, back in the time, they'd also bite down on leather, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, the, I mean, the leather's fine, but, like, biting down on a bullet, I know how, the you know, the mechanics of how a bullet works. But for some reason, in my head, I'm imagining someone biting down on the bullet, and somehow they bite that one little tiny special sweet spot that sparks the gunpowder inside the bullet. And then it just depends: is the bullet is the is the actual bullet facing out or in? Well, I don't think their teeth can provide a spark. No, no. Do, do you know how bullets work? <laughs> no, I don't know how it bullets is, work at all. It is not the tooth. Properly. It would not be the tooth that creates the spark. That's 
That's not what it's, I mean. It, it's metal hitting metal. It's metal hitting the little round end at the end of the bullet, creating a spark to ignite the gunpowder inside. It, you don't need a second piece of metal for that. You, you, you can cause sparks with other things. You can cause sparks with wood on asphalt if you really tried. I mean, you're preheat, but I guess I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's that you know that little special spot. You know, you bite if you were to bite hard. Enough. I mean, I don't. It, it would not. Spot. It would not feasibly work because the thing that hits that spot on a gun is extremely tiny and you know pinpointed to that. Uh, I don't think anyone's actual tooth would ed would ever be able to actually hit that just right for it to go off but in my head i can see it and i don't like it and it makes me cringe no. but that is interesting there was one that i used to uh use a lot but i i can't remember what it was anymore um i'm just right, you're the we'll brains uh, today you go ahead and read the next one oh break the ice butter someone up. I want to read that one. <laughs> okay, read it then. <laughs> Meaning to impress someone with flattery. Yeah, butter someone up. Origin. This was a customary religious act in ancient India. The devout would throw butter balls at the statues of their gods <laughs> to seek favor and forgiveness. Okay, that's not what I thought it was, but it's still funny. I thought they were just, there was like well, I genuinely thought it was a sex thing. I <laughs> just like to, you know, to get someone in the mood, maybe in like ancient India, women would consider it sexy if a man approached them with butter and they would, you know, oil them up with, with the butter. You Interesting. are weird. I, look, man, this is your episode. Don't divert attention to me. Unless needed. Alright. Uh, well, to get off that, uh, break the ice. Meaning to break a conflict or commence a friendship. Origin, back when road transportation was not developed, ships would be the only transportation and means of trade. At times, ships would get stuck during the winter because of the ice formation. The receiving country would send small ships to break the ice to clear a way for trade ships. The gesture showed after affiliation and understanding between two territories how romantic or uh, nice romantic no anyway <clears throat> all right well i actually i didn't know that one either i mean i can i don't know why some of these it's like when you read them you know and you listen to them it's like why didn't i already know that you know yeah, it's like so sometimes you think, like, I, I probably could have inferred that. It but, makes sense in my head. But you don't. But, some, but the butter but the butter one up, I was like, yep, yeah, no, I that never would have thought of that. Yeah, no. I I like my version of to buttering someone up better, though. Anyway. Uh, mad as a hatter. Uh, to be completely crazy. Uh, go, go figure. I mean, that one's pretty straightforward. And I... Or origin. No, you didn't already know this one because it didn't originate from Lewis Carroll's uh, Alice in Wonderland. See, that's what I would have thought. 
Uh, its origins date from the 17th and 18th centuries, well before Lewis Carroll's book was published. In 17th century France, poisoning occurred among hat makers who used mercury for the hat felt. Huh. Who would have thought? The Mad Hatter disease was marked by shyness, irritability, and tremors that would make the person appear mad. Yeah, well, mercury being near the brain and whatnot will also cause hallucina hallucinations and stuff. People who work at water plants can get exposed to mercury, and then it can, like, really mess with you. And do you just constantly have mercury poisoning, then? Me? Yeah. Why? Why do you ask? Uh, those, those descriptors, you know? Shyness, irritability, and tremors? I don't have tremors. I like that's what you drag <laughs> from that. Like, I'm not like that. Just, I don't have tremors. I don't have tremors. <laughs> I mean, I do with my hands, but it's not—it's not madness that causes that. It's anxiety. It's also carpal tunnel. <laughs> oh, well, it's primarily anxiety, then. But, well, it, it, well, it, no, it, it's worse whenever I'm anxious. But I pretty much always have it. I don't know, whatever. Okay, I don't next. hallucinate though. Just you know, FYI. I mean, you know, you do in your dreams. What if I audibly hallucinate? Uh, I, you know, that, that's something that, like, I think I've experienced, because, like, sometimes I feel like I'm hearing my name, but uh, I just, no one's saying it. I think I audibly hallucinate all the time. I'm not going to get into details just yet, but later on in this episode or something, maybe. <clears throat> Next, okay. uh, we got a phrase, uh, cat got your tongue, meaning... Asked to a person who is at a loss of words. The English Navy used a whip called the Cat O' Nine Tails for flogging. The pain was so severe that it caused the victim to stay quiet for a long time. Another possible source could be from ancient Egypt where liars and blasphemers' tongues were cut out and fed to the cats. That is, uh, blasphemers. That's how you say that word. Bla Blasphemers. Yeah, blasphemers. It's an interesting word. Well, I never seen it spelled I, out. I think it's more prev more plausible for the thing where like liars and stuff had their tongues cut out and fed to cats. Because I mean, ancient Egypt like worshipped cats. You know, like I think they yeah. depicted their gods as cats pretty much. Uh. So it wouldn't surprise me if they would, like, cut out the tongue of, like, a liar or something and be like, and then, like, find some random fat, like, cat sitting on the side of the road licking his nuts, and they're just like, here, my lord. <laughs> I could see it. I bestow upon you the tongue of a liar. Yeah, and then this fat little cat just walks up, and he's just like, thanks, dude, and walks off with it. And then the person who handed him the tongue starts, like, crying and wailing on gr on the ground and prays because the cat just took the tongue from him. Yeah, and the cat's just, like, brags. <laughs> the lords have accepted my, my gift. That's obviously how people in Egypt sounded. Yeah, like, uh, what's his name from Adventure Time? Uh, oh, Lemon Grab. Yeah, Lemon Grab. <laughs> <laughs> I love the 
bit in, in Adventure Time is my favorite bit with Lemon Crab when the <laughs> when the big rat comes up from the floor and like eats the pie. <laughs> and Lemon Crab just screams and punches it in the face and it's just Starts, starts, eat, starts eating the pie out of the rat's mouth. <laughs> Just okay. Moving on. Oh, <clears throat> okay. Whew. Let's see. Okay, barking up the wrong tree. To have misguided thoughts about an event or a situation, a false lead. This refers to hunting dogs that may have chased their prey up a tree, uh, the, up a tree. The dogs bark, assuming that the prey is still in the tree when the prey is no longer there. That makes perfect sense, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, again, that's another one. It's like, that makes so much sense, but it's like, it just never, ever occurs to me. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should, um, like, try to do these... We should have probably thought about trying to do these as, like, a guessing game. Maybe. But we're, we're too deep into it now, so... Yeah. Alright, your turn. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be kind of hard to do it as a guessing game. I have to, like, just come, like, do the uh, title of it. Yeah. Alright. To turn a blind eye, meaning to ignore situations, facts, or reality... Origin, the British naval hero Admiral Horatio Nelson had one blind eye. Once the British forces signaled for him to stop attacking a fleet of Danish ships, he got a telescope to his eye and said, I do not see the signal. He attacked nevertheless and was victorious. Oh, that sounds like a war crime to me. <laughs> I don't think war crimes were invented back then. Well, hang on. Once when the British... They, British forces signaled for him to stop attacking a fleet. So this he was attacking a fleet, and the British forces were like, dude, chill out. And he basically just told them to piss off and sank them. Not yeah. the not the British forces, but the other. That's savage. That sounds like it would be a war crime. I mean, it, obviously, yeah. back then it wasn't, but like now... Homie would be in a black site drinking his own pee. Maybe. I like that one, though. I like that guy. What's his yeah. name? Admiral Horatio Nelson. Horatio Nelson? Doesn't sound like a very British name, but a cool guy. We, we can start trying to guess since I had bury this the, just pulled up. Bury the hatchet? Well, I'm going to... I'm, I can already guess. I think that that's... Uh, Okay, I don't really know how to put it into words, but it's like when, like, I'm assuming it's like a Native American thing when mm -hmm, peace was in between tribes, they would bury a hatchet into a log or something like that, you know? That's, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking it's definitely Native American, and either maybe when, like, a great warrior died or something, they would bury the hatchet in, like, memory of the fallen comrade or something. No, like no, that. no, no. It's to stop conflict. I guarantee that burying a hatchet into a log is probably like the gun, like a truce, a symbol of truce or something like that. Sure, Scroll down, let's find out if that's true. Yep, Native American. When negotiating peace. Yep. Okay, so I was close. Read it. 
Oh, the, yeah, yeah, read it. Sorry. Uh, this one dates back to early times in North America when the Puritans were in conflict with the Native Americans. When negotiating peace, the Native Americans would bury all their hatchets, knives, clubs, and tomahawks. Uh, weapons were literally buried and made inaccessible. Okay, so I was almost right. See, I did not think that burying was the was actually going to be literal. They yeah no they yeah. just outright buried them in the dirt not like just axing a log or whatever but close uh, I guess I mean kind of caught red-handed to be caught in the act of doing something wrong. I know uh, my wrong. guess for this one oh you actually know what it is I yeah I, I actually th I'm pr I think I know this one. Well I, my my guess is like so back in like times people like thieves' hands were cut off. So I think the right-handed part symbolizes blood. That's, that's what I'm guessing. Yeah. You ever heard the song Red Right Hand? Uh, no. Yeah, there you go. Go ahead and read um, that. This originates from an old English law that ordered any person to be punished for butchering an animal that wasn't his own. The only way the person would be convicted is if he was caught with the animal's blood still on his hands. Okay, mm I, I did not know that. No, you weren't. It had nothing to do with thieving. Yes, it did. No, that says nothing about thieving. Butchering an animal that wasn't his own. I mean, that doesn't mean he stole the animal. It just means he murdered it. Well, whatever. Sure. And you didn't say anything about animals, Goober. I said something about blood and on the hands. Yeah, that that I mean that doesn't count. All right, uh, read the next one. I mean, it's not like we're getting money for winning this, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, oh, man! I hang on, give me a minute. I just read that and that caught me off guard. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I've never heard that. I, I. I assume that that is probably as literal as it gets, as in people would accidentally dump out a baby with bath water or something like that. That is just the best thing I can say. Nope, nope. nope. Guy, you little stinker, don't highlight stuff. I can read. Oh, I was trying to make you read the meaning. Okay, well, scroll down more. There's more to it than that. What the fuck? Oh my god, stop clicking things! Yeah, there you go. Show the whole thing. Is that the whole thing? There. Well, you didn't guess. <laughs> I Yes, I did. I said I'm guessing that what happens is people would dump out a baby with their bathwater when they were done with it. That was my guess. <laughs> Origin. Okay. It, well, the meaning, don't get rid of valuable things along with the unnecessary ones. <clears throat> Though, you won't believe this one. Yeah, I, I think I will. In the early 1500s, people only bathed once a year. Not only that, but they also bathed in the same water without changing it. The adult males would bathe first, then the females, leaving the children and babies to go last. By the time the babies got in, the water was so clouded with filth, the poor mother had to take extra care that their babies were not thrown out with the bathwater. Okay, there we go. I was kind of right. Not were a exactly whole lot. Right. What do you mean? 
Well, I mean, sh sure, but I, like, left out details. But things like that is, like, you can't really guess those details entirely. Like, the specifics of, like, m you know, the man going first and then a woman, like, like in no. that order. Like, there's no way you would really ever be able to guess that. But, yeah, I guess women have, back then, have been known to every now and then throw out their babies in the, in the bathwater. <laughs> and they're not important. I, well, I mean, the definition considers the baby a valuable thing. I, you know, aren't you having a kid? Uh, I think so. You I think don't so? know. I haven't checked in a while. I'm going to ask your wife. <laughs> uh, giving a cold shoulder, meaning being unwelcoming or antisocial towards someone. That sounds like me. <laughs> I... I don't really even have a guess for this one. I, I mean, the only thing I can think of is like sometime in the winter, like when people were like asking for shelter, they're just like, "Nah, I got here." You're gonna scroll down. It's just gonna be my name. I am the cold shoulder. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't know about that one. In medieval England, it was customary to give a guest a cold piece of meat from the shoulder of mutton, pork, or beef chop when the host felt it was time for the guest to leave. It was a polite way to communicate, you may leave now. Just give them meat. Yeah, I guess. Dude, you could never do that nowadays. Meat's expensive. <laughs> yeah, and you, uh, if someone gave me meat, I'd never leave. I'd just be like, yeah, I'll just I'll take another shoulder. Oh, no, if someone, like, gave me, like, a giant, like, prime rib, and, and that was, like, their way of saying get out of my house, like, absolutely, I would leave. I would go home with that thing and eat it. And then I would come back to make them tell me to leave again with another piece of meat. Good idea. Yeah, I know. We gotta exploit the system, man. But that's that sounds beautiful. I would I would do that. Go the whole nine yards. Uh, I'm assuming that's something to do with football. I guess I don't know. Uh, or some kind of sport. You um. know. When you run for a touchdown, I mean, wait, no, a football is not nine yards. Scratch that. Uh, uh, I, I heard this one before. I'm trying to remember what it is. I don't um, know. I'm assuming it has something to do with sports. I can't think of it. Well, let's just reveal it and see. Oh, during World oh, War yep, Two. That's right. Oh yeah. Hey, sh shut your mouth. I need to read it. During World War II, the fighter pilots were equipped with nine yards of ammunition. Yeah, ne never would have guessed that. When they ran out, it meant they had tried their best at fighting off the target, or fighting off, yeah, fighting off the target with the entirety of their ammunition. And then they would suicide bomb, I think. They weren't Japanese, I don't think. I feel, I feel like, I mean, we could count on the Japanese doing that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're not gonna get down that road. I was about to make a very offensive joke. Yeah. No, I didn't. Do, what? Do you know that? I mean, you're in the military. Wouldn't yeah, surprise I, me if one of them brought that. Like someone brought that up. Yeah, I, I heard that before, and I was trying to remember that because I I heard it just the other day. Actually, they reminded me of it, mm -hmm. and I was like, Ugh, I just I was so mad at myself that I couldn't remember it. Yeah, no, I, I never would have guessed that. I genuinely thought it was a sports thing. I was just sitting here like, what sport involves nine yards? My idiot brain thought football for a minute, and then I was like, eh, that's a little bit more than nine yards. 
only 91 more. A couple more. Is it really? Wait, how big is a football stadium? Football field? 100 yards. You're lying to me. No. I don't believe you. Just don't look, look it up. up. No, no, no. Just Do you look up. it up? No, I'm not going to look it up. I'll look it up when we're done here. All right. To let one tear down, meaning to relax or be at ease. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> never mind. Go ahead. Uh, no, I can't. I can't say it. <laughs> Why not? It's inappropriate and a little bit sexist. So I'm not going to say it. Never mind. Okay. Um, I, I think that is also just as literal as it gets because I know, like, back then, women wore their hair really high. Yeah, I was, so. I was pretty much going to assume the same thing. Women always had their hair up in some way. In public, the aristocratic women in medieval times were obligated to appear in elegant hairdos. That were usually pulled up. The only time they would let their hair down was when they came home and relaxed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Go figure. That one is pretty a straightforward. A point for each of those. We're not. Wait. Hang on. Some. Are we keeping? Are you keeping track of points? No. I'm okay. just saying. Oh, good. Because I'm not either. Rub the wrong way. <laughs> well. Um. That could mean any number of things. Uh. If you are getting a massage and they get too close to your balls, or yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. I I don't think I have anything logical for that. Uh, my actually, I think no, I don't got it. I don't got it. I'm not gonna guess this one. I feel like it has something to do with uh. It just, it would depend on the time period in which it were invented, right? Yeah, if, if we could get the time period before, it'd be a lot easier. But honestly, I feel like uh, it has something to do with, uh, like, maybe making a fire or, like, smithing in some kind of way. Maybe it has something to do with wax on, wax off. <laughs> maybe. That, that, is, that is the closest thing I can get to a guess. Man, that was a loud yeah. little bloop. I never heard your phone, like, ding before. Yeah, oh, sometimes it... Yeah, I, I hit the, uh, like, <coughs> Siri button on my phone, even though I don't have Siri. Hello, Siri. Um... Shut... Shut up! <laughs> Sorry. She reacted. I'm, I'm trying to think. Rub the wrong way. Wait, it's not your job to guess it, it's mine. <laughs> no, I... I Oh, yeah, you're right. But we're, we're both trying to guess it. No, I haven't been trying to guess yours at all. I've just been, like, agreeing with your guesses. Oh, well, I've been trying to guess yours, too. No, scroll down. Fine. Scroll. Maybe something to do with, like, I don't know. Early Americans, during the colonial times, would ask their servants to rub their oak floorboards the right way. The wrong way, not wiping them with dry fabric after wet fabric, would cause shrieks to form and ruin it, leaving the homeowner annoyed. Alternatively, it would have it would have derived from rubbing a cat's fur the wrong way, which annoys them. I've heard that second one before, actually. So, I would say 
I'm like a quarter right. Because I said wax on, wax off, even though it has nothing to do with wax. Yeah, no, you're, you're not even a third. You're not, not sorry, not I would even say, like an eighth right. I would, I would say like a quarter, because it's like, it, it was the, pro- no, because there's still a process. Like, the process is the same. Well, if you had said, uh, Sanda Flow, I would have been like, yeah, sure, you're the, a quarter right. The process is the same. I'm a fifth right then. I'm not going any lower than that. Okay, well, it's not your episode. Okay, well, um, screw you. One fifth. Go on. All right. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think you read that. Did you read that or no? Turn a blind eye. You already read that one. Or well, no, I'm peeling under the weather. Oh no! But these paragraphs are a little large, and guessing them feels a little daunting. With you don't the, want to guess these ones? Not particularly, no. These are these are a bit more in-depth than the ones we were just reading. Okay. Uh, feeling under the weather, meaning to feel ill. This idiom is believed to be nautical in nature. When a sailor was feeling ill, he would go beneath the bow, which is the front part of the boat. This would hopefully protect him from the adverse condition, and he was literally under the bad weather that could further Ooh. sicken him. Therefore, a sailor who was sick could have been described as being under the weather. Oh. See, I probably... Well, I don't know. See, I always kind of thought under, under, you know, feeling under the weather was pretty much just, I don't know, most people don't really like it when it rains. It's a little gloomy. And I figured that's probably what they would have meant physically or emotionally, but... I guess that one makes a little bit more sense. I kind of like that version of it more. Anyway, uh, to beat around the bush. Uh, it's a... Oh, hey guys. Oh, came out of nowhere. Bless you. <clears throat> Thank you. I didn't sneeze. Circle the point to avoid the point, right? This common phrase is thought to have originated in response to game hunting in Britain. While hunting birds, Neo, this is for you. Participants would beat bushes in order to draw out the birds. Therefore, they were beating around the bush before getting to the main point of the hunt, actually capturing the birds. Except you don't take any prisoners, so I guess that doesn't apply to you. You know, instead of like, I'm going to go hunting one day, and instead of bringing like a hound dog, I'm just going to bring a coconut crab. Why? I don't think they move fast enough to like that coconut crab only got the bird because the bird was asleep and then broke its wing to wake it up. Both of them. Can you well, they broke the second wing later. But if you imagine that you're just sleeping and then all of a sudden your part of your arm is basically ripped out all of a sudden by a bug. A crustacean. Yeah, well, I mean, a crustacean is basically a bug. Like, it was Mr. Krabs, and he was running that bird's pockets. If you think about it, a crab is kind of just like a ocean cockroach. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Same thing with lobsters. Which do you like more, lobsters or which? Which do you like more, lobsters or crabs? That's a really hard decision, actually. 
I, I guess it? it depends on the way it's made, honestly. I think it depends on the crab, to be honest. I like regular lobster more than regular crab, but if it's snow crab, then I like the crab more. You gotta come to Texas one summer. Um, I'll have to organize with my brother as well. You mean but like last brother, summer? Well, yeah, but my brother and his wife's family uh, do like big uh, crawfish boils, and it's really good. I think you'd enjoy that. Um, yeah, probably. I've never actually been to a crawfish boil, believe it or not. Doesn't honestly doesn't surprise me. You're not a very sociable person. I'm social, kind of. It's just very selective. Look, can you blame me? Humanity sucks. Why would, why would I get out there any more than I like truly have to? Fair point. Like, I mean, we're doing this podcast. Does that count as social? No, because you're not having a conversation with someone, you know, besides me. I go out to the bar, and I do karaoke with strangers every now and then. Does that count? Yeah, that's when you've had a couple beers in you. So what? I'm still social. I'm still socializing, am I not? Whatever. It just takes a little All bit right. of motivation. It's it's my um, it's my condom for social interaction. <laughs> this next one, um, I don't know if it actually counts as an idiom. It's not on the list. It's not this ne- the next one on the list right now. But uh, the term "bless you" actually, if if Casey didn't know like where that actually came from, but uh, so the French believed that when you sneezed, uh, your soul was leaving your body, so people would say "bless you" so your soul could come back into your body. Is that why I never sneeze? Because you don't have a soul? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I've never seen a redhead sneeze. <laughs> never once. That's, that's partially a joke, but also partially not. Like, I've never actually seen a redhead sneeze. I think I have. Maybe once. Maybe once. That was probably a fake sneeze. Well, you gotta ask them, was it their soul, or that was it their soul that they sneezed out, or did they steal a soul and then sneeze that one out instead? That's the real question. Oh, no, I'll have to ask her. Yeah, go ahead, please, and update me on the information so I can, I don't know, give her a high five or something eventually. Okay, I'll Anywho. read the next one. Oh, it's my turn, isn't it? Uh, let me see. Let me tab that. Read the Riot Act. That sounds like a legal thing. But I... I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're not guessing. Uh, to reprimand someone for behaving badly with the intention of improving that person's behavior. Cool. This idiom most likely comes from the Real Riot Act. Yes. An act passed by British government in 1714 to prevent unruly assemblies oh i see what this is yeah okay this is a form of suppression in the 18th century king george the first and the government were fearful of being overthrown by supporters of the previous stuart dynasty if crowds of more than 12 assembled authorities could read them a portion of the riot act upon which they must leave or be imprisoned. Thus, if someone is behaving in a manner that we find inappropriate, we read them the riot act, intending to get the unruly person to stop what they are doing. 
don't ever, ever use that on me. This is something I can see you throwing in my face. Because I go from zero to a hundred very quickly. I swear to God, if you do this to me. I'm going to read you your rider act. If no, that no, not right now. It doesn't count right now. I because I I figured you would just say it immediately, and I know what you're doing, so it won't work. <laughs> but like, I'm gonna be going off on one of my rants on one of these episodes at some point again, like angry, like I was on like Hogwarts, or you know, just rambling on about Star Wars, or someone whose like shirt was too loud, and then you're just gonna throw it at me. Damn, his shirt was too loud. Yeah, I know what I said. Okay. I know, yeah. You ever seen someone whose shirt's loud? Like, you have to know what that means. Like, not literally, but think about it. I mean, there's two ways I can determine this. Because there's the loud sense of color Mm -hmm. and, like, other things on their shirt that's Mm -hmm. just, you know, loud to the eyes. Yes. And then there is the definition of someone being loud because they smell like weed. Yeah, not the weed one. Although I I do know people like that. <laughs> but the answer is yes. So. Okay. Anyway. To spill the beans, meaning to leak oh, a secret. Oh, 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 I love this, this one. This one's a bit tricky. There is no clear-cut answer. The consensus is, however, that is most likely derived from the ancient Greek voting process, which involved beans. <laughs> people would vote by placing one of two colored beans in a vase. White typically meaning yes, and black or brown meaning no. This meant that should someone spill the beans, the secret of the election would be revealed before intended. Hence, spilling the beans is related to the revealing of secret information. <laughs> dope. Absolutely dope. I would... You know what? Nah, never mind. That wouldn't work in, in this country. Absolutely not. Alright. Another one. The proof is in the pudding. This is a lot. (laughs) This is a lot. Just start. start, Oh uh, Oh my god. Jesus, dude. You don't know how to scroll, do you? Alright. Okay, so depending on. uh, Oh, hang on. I'm going to read in the meaning. Depending on who you ask, you'll actually find an array of definitions for this odd idiom. Here are some of the most commonly used definitions. I think I should read those. The proof is in the pudding. There's evidence to back up a previously made claim, specifically evidence intrinsic. What does that say? I can't read it. Wait. Intrinsic. Intrinsic to the object in question. Yeah, intrinsic to the object in question. The process of achieving something isn't important as long as they as long as the end product is good i don't agree with that at that philosophy at all uh the success of something can only be measured by putting it to its intended use okay so the origin the reason for the plethora of definitions is most likely the Americanization uh, of the old British idiom, which reads, the proof is in the pudding, is in the, the proof of the pudding is in the eating, whereas the British version makes at least some sense. The shortened American version is nonsensical. 
this led to the varied use of the idiom in multiple in a multitude of situations. Uh, with varying understandings of definition, the British version, however, uh, is closest in definition to the third listed above. The word proof was synonymous to test in this and I'm synonymous to test in the 16th century, which is when the which is when this idiom is thought to have surfaced. Pudding was also uh, far different from today. It was most likely a minced meat dish. Therefore, the true test of of the success of a pudding dish is in how it tastes, not uh, any ornamentation or appearance. More generically, the success of something can be measured only by putting it to its uh, intended purpose. It is unknown where the more American definition uh, came from, but they are <laughs> they are used very commonly. Yeah, I've never ever once used the phrase "the proof is in the pudding." I've only heard it in movies or books. I don't even. I don't, I know I've heard it before, but I don't even remember where. Like. I just, just like I just know it's a thing. Yeah, but I don't like that. I mean, typical of the United States to be like, "Hey, word," and then just like use it, <laughs> and like this not. Is ours now. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, is like with that one, it's different. They just like misuse the word, but with nowadays, it's like we just like invent a word like cap, which is like a lie. I don't know yeah. how that came bussin. to be. Well, okay, look, I'm not going to say anything about bussin' because I use that word. <laughs> <laughs> ironically, but, though. No, I use it I use it very unironically sometimes. I can't believe you. You want to know one thing that I will always describe as bussin'? What? My salami bussin and pepper. To beat my meat, too? No, 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 no. You're... <laughs> You didn't say that right for one. It's my play, my my heavy metal playlist on Amazon Music, which I titled "Beats to Beat My Bussin' Balls To." That that that's what you're talking about, and by far my favorite alliteration. I think that's an alliteration. Does that count with the words "to"? Yeah, I think it does. It yeah, it's an alliteration then. Beats to beat my bussin' balls to. I have another one, but I can't say it out loud. I'm curious. Tell me after. Yeah, later. But um, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, but make making up words. Yeah, like the word cap. Like I mean, there's it's stupid. I'm not gonna deny that the word bussin is absolutely moronic. But then there's other things. Cap lit. Um, I'm sure there's more, but I'm moronic, so I'm yeah. not really down with the the bussin lingo of today. You're you're not hip with the kids. Yeah, I'm not Gucci in the Louis store. Okay, uh, I've got it in the bag, meaning secured success. Although there are other recorded uses, the version of this idiom that has become so widely accepted came about thanks to old New York Giants, now San Francisco Giants baseball team. It began as a superstition in 1916. The Giants had a run of. 26 consecutive wins. A bag filled with 72 extra baseballs would be put 
On each playing field at the beginning of each game, these balls were used to replace any that were hit into the seats or any that became too dirty. The Giants, during this crazy winning streak, fell under the impression that if they were in the lead during the ninth inning, carrying the bag off the field will ensure their win because, according to the team, they have captured the game in the bag. Dope. <gasps> Excuse me. I mean, I kind of like that one, actually. Yeah, I like it, too. I'm not, not a very big sports guy but i do like baseball history for some reason i like baseball in general i don't know anything about it but i like watching it i don't mind talking it, about it i like listening to people talk about it i guess it's definitely like one of the only sports that i actually kind of respect because like someone hitting a little like ball coming at you at like 98 miles an hour with a stick you know it can't be easy yeah well, I mean, and I also don't I don't know anything about baseball players like personally. Like I said, I'm not a sports guy. I just like it, but I'm not a fan of it. But one thing I do know about things like football is that a lot of those football players or like a lot of them in recent years have been exposed as like being a wife beater or something like that. Like they seem to just be scumbags. Yeah. Like every now and then it's like uh like quarterback just caught like I don't know hitting his wife with a stick or whatever. And it's just <laughs> it's just not surprising to me anymore. <laughs> Maybe baseball players are scum too. I don't, I don't know. But I Yeah, mean, and and there was that point in time where baseball not baseball fast. Yeah. Football players were kneeling during the national anthem. Uh yeah, and they still do that nowadays actually. Some of them yeah, but, I, I know it was for some other political reason that I'm not going to address, but the, well, the Super Bowl it still stands that you should not do that to your national anthem. That could, that honestly, in my opinion, could be considered as treason. Well, the Super Bowl halftime shows are also very often extremely stupid, uh, or they get political. Uh, there's also that thing: football players seem to shove their opinion on like politics into the world and people are like hey this guy plays football and he's famous we should trust him as if he yeah. like is an expert with politics because he can throw a ball like i don't i don't understand it and i would apply that to like actors too you know there's like a lot of celebrity actors who like share their opinion on politics and people like will like hold that i'm like Dude, yeah, they you're, that, they play make believe all the time. That's their job. That's true, so to a certain degree, unless they're voting for or like they're advocating for a right wing, and then they're like, "Oh, fuck this guy." Excuse me. Yeah, pretty much. You know, or I mean, even even then, I w I would say that it applies the other way. There's people who will like love an actor, and then it's like they find out that they, I don't know, support gay marriage, and then they're like, "Oh." Gross. I find that equally as uh, immature. Um, you know, uh, speaking of actors, I've been, like, seeing, like, movie clips on TikTok, and, like, I don't know why, but a bunch of, like, Nicolas Cage movies have been coming up, and, like, every clip <laughs> is just a freak-out clip. I'm just like, this is the only because, guy that can accomplish this. It's because that's what, like, Nicolas Cage is good at you got, you know what since you brought that up i have a recommendation you like nicholas cage you want to see him freak out watch the color out of space fantastic movie uh it's a beat it sounded like you said the color out of space no the color out of space 
But I, I, I see what you're, I see why you thought that because for a second I was like, did I say that? <laughs> uh, but no, it's a, it's a B, B list horror movie based off of one of Lovecraft short stories, The Color Out of Space. Go figure. Uh, very true to the story if you know about it, and you know it's got Nicolas Cage who you know screams his head off and looks like a homeless man as he does in almost every movie he's in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good stuff. You know what I've been seeing on my TikTok a lot lately, and it what bo- and it bothers me because it means that I lost the ultimate battle, and I'll explain that in a minute. But Harry you Potter. Lost the game. What? You lost the game? Basically. Harry Potter clips are all over my TikTok. Not even just... It's not even like Hog, like Hogwarts Legacy related. Like, it's just... Some of them are. But it's mostly just like Harry Potter clips of, of like fans. People who like Harry Potter. And the reason why is because I had like accidentally gone on deep dives into them. Which means my ex-girlfriend won. Because I, I said I liked Harry Potter. Uh, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Now, you know, like, I can't get away from it. And I don't really want to anymore. You know what clips I like seeing? Uh, I like seeing, uh, like, uh, uh, Star Wars Clone Wars clips. Cool. Yeah, there, there was there was one. Uh, it was when Ahsoka was training and uh, against the clones or whatever. When they were using the stun motion uh-huh. on her so she could battle. And it's like, how long was I out for? An hour. An hour? Oh, yeah, he hit you pretty hard. It's like, kind of like ear rapey, like, sorry, Commander. <laughs> there, was a, there was another one I saw, just speaking of Harry Potter ones. I thought you'd find this funny. It was, uh, it, w- it was like me and my friend who just got Hogwarts Legacy when it first becomes multiplayer. And it was the bit from, like, I think it was the first Deathly Hallows when Voldemort is kind of like... I don't know, I guess teasing Harry Potter. And he's like, and now we duel. He's like, I, and he's uh, like, you know, I trust Dumbledore taught you how to how to duel. And he's like, first you start with a bow. And then he like, I don't know, pushes Harry Potter over and just starts like kicking him or like zapping him or something like that. And the caption is Voldemort, level 40, Harry Potter, level 4. <laughs> and he just, just a level 40 beating the tar out of a level 4. I gotta, I gotta send you the actual TikTok. I like kind of butchered it, but I swear to God, it's so funny. <laughs> I, All I know is Accio. Oh. Yeah, or uh, or there was one. It was like me when I finally get all the unforgivable curses, and it has that bit from uh, the Goblet of Fire when Voldemort comes back to life, and he's like seductively like touching his own face. <laughs> I, I just love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, anyway. Uh, what we're looking at on time right now? Uh, there's a little bit left, but that reminds me of another bit of small talk, actually. Okay. Uh, again, Harry Potter related. Related. I swear this won't last forever. But now, so the, the reason I uh, did I ever tell you why I never really cared much for Harry Potter? No. Well, I mean, you could kind of guess, but basically throughout most of my life and a little bit even nowadays, people tell me I look like Harry Potter, but it used to happen nonstop whenever I was younger. And because of that, well, if you, you never really looked at me close enough, but everyone, like everyone else does, if like, 
if I put on round glasses, you would see it from there on out. I promise. Because I used to have round glasses. Uh, so I pretty much just like stayed away from it. And at once I realized the round glasses were the key, I've pretty much just been like, you know what? No. But now <laughs> that I actually like know a thing or two about Harry Potter, to mess with people now, or because it's probably the one cosplay I could probably pull off very well, I have no idea. Like, I'm torn between getting my standard kind of, like, square light glasses or actually getting round glasses and finally feeding into the thing that people have always told me to do just Please once don't. so they'll, like, leave me alone. Didn't, don't? You don't want me to? No. Well, you shouldn't have said that. You should have just... You shouldn't. Yeah, you should have been like, do it, do it, do it, do it. And then I would have absolutely not done it. But now that you told me not no. to, I have to. Yep, that's how it works. Oh, yeah, that is how it works. If I tell you to do something, you never do it. But if I tell you not to, you do. Yep, exactly. You were, you were about to fight that for a minute, and then you're like, oh, no, wait a minute. Hang on. I don't know. I'm a, Look, the thing is, is since I'm, I'm making the money now, if I if I can't actually get uh, polarized lenses, then I think I might just get two pairs of, two pairs of glasses. <laughs> one that's polarized, the other one that's, like, not. I don't know. But whatever, I don't know. I, I don't care. I'm not thinking about that yet. I don't even have my vision insurance yet. There's, like, stuff going on. And I don't really want to talk about it anymore on the podcast so people don't ask me questions about my personal information. But we're done with that, so moving on. Hey, I, I had a question for you. Hmm? What's your social security number? Uh, yeah, no. Credit <laughs> card number? My social security number is, uh, one... That's it. So you so you were the first person ever born? <laughs> no. 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 You want to know why? You want to know why it's one? Why? It's how little of a priority I am. <laughs> it reminds me of like the uh, like uh, this is what your favorite one of these says about you. It's like your social security number is two. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it was like a it was like a old game or something like that. Yeah, I wonder. I can't remember what games ever used for that that one though. In that TikTok though, it's like your social security number is two. Is like an original Zelda or Tomb Raider game? I mean, <clears throat> the original. Well, I mean, that would make sense. I played the original Tomb Raider games. Uh, they're not my favorite games, but I mean, I like them and I I give them praise for what they are and you know they're they're influence in the games that we have today i mean we played the new tomb raider games we love those games definitely which one did you say was your favorite again shadow uh, shadow. shadow yeah shadow was cool there's only one reason i don't really like shadow what it's because like hopefully if they make another like tomb raider game it'll it won't be this anymore and i don't think it will be but it was basically three games of origin story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there was the first game, you know, Tomb Raider, the Definitive Edition ones. Like, that was obviously an origin story. That was, like, her very first expedition. Then there was Rise, where she's, you know, kind of still in the swing of it. That's, like, her second mission, because she's, you know, now understands, like, maybe my dad was right about things. 
you know, so she goes to uh, the old USSR, kills some, I don't know, I guess you'd call them Nazis. Uh, and then she's like, hey, look at that. My poppy was right. I'm going to start doing this. And then there's like Shadow, which is where it's like, that's like the, the final bit of her grasping who she is supposed to be. I don't know. Whatever. I'm not. A, you get it. But my point is, is three games of origin story is too much. Too much origin story. There was a... At work this morning, I don't know, like, what I was uh, saying in the first part of the conversation. But, like, I was just talking to this guy, and I was like, you ever heard of this? He's like, no. And I was, like, being sarcastic and, like, meme with it. Maybe I was like, you ever heard of this? He's like, no. And I was like, you ever heard of the ship of Theseus? (laughs) You ever heard of the ship of Theseus? And he was like, no. I was like, do you want to hear about the ship of Theseus? And he's like, sure. Wrong answer. (laughs) The ship of Theseus. He actually knew what it was. Yeah, lots of people actually do. Like, the thought, like, that is, that paradox question is, like, it's actually popular. It's just people don't understand where it actually, like, comes from. Like, people have probably heard the example, like, if you were to... Like, with the idea of teleportation, if you were to teleport, meaning it destroys all of your atoms and then recreates them somewhere else as basically a clone, are you still you? Uh, That is a different way of phrasing the ship of Theseus argument. For people who are listening, if you don't know what the ship of Theseus is, the ship of Theseus is the original thought experiment. If there is a ship and you were to replace every single board of that ship, every piece, would it still be the ship of Theseus? And the answer would be yes, in my opinion. Um, I found more idioms. Oh. Okay, well, we can do a couple more. We're, we're almost out of time now. Yeah, you'll read that one. Armed to the teeth. Oh, wow, I'm surprised we didn't do this one earlier. Being overly prepared or too well equipped. There's no such thing. As possible origin, uh, or not as a possible origin, is 17th century pirates who wanted to make sure they never ran out of ammunition uh, and held a gun in each hand in order to be prepared. They tended to keep another gun in their pocket and held a knife in their teeth. I mean, that doesn't really... Well, the arm to the teeth bit there, so that's where it comes from. That's interesting. That doesn't sound like... But pirates had guns that only had one bullet in them. Like, that's what they want. So, like, what do you expect? Of course they're going to have, like, three guns on them and two of them in their hands. Like, I I mean... I think usually, like, the captain would just have one gun and just... The first mate would have, like, three or four on them. And he would just keep cycling them out, and the first man would keep reloading, and the captain would like never run out of ammunition or well, firepower. Really, Blackbeard carried six, at least in <clears throat> in the video in the video game Assassin's Creed Black Flag. He did. He had like six pistols on him, four holstered on his chest, and then two on his hips. I actually watched uh, Pirates of the Caribbean earlier. Oh yeah, I haven't seen that yeah. in a while. Davy Jones is my favorite character in that sh- in that in that movie franchise. Yeah, me. Oh, I I, I mean I 
I'm always partial to Captain Jack Sparrow. I just love that guy. Davy Jones is just really, like, weird. That's why I like him. No wonder you feel a connection. I'm, I mean, I'm not that weird. I don't, I'm not like part crab and octopus. Alright, uh, next one. Basket mm. case. The origin, or sorry, definition. A thing or person considered useless or not able to cope. The phrase initially referred to soldiers who lost their limbs and possibly originated in 1919 when rumors circulated that limbs of the decapitated soldiers arrived in baskets at the hospital. Hmm. I mean, yeah. So, with that being said, uh, we know a few basket cases. Not literally. They all have their limbs, but they're all useless. <laughs> I could think of a few people who are considered a basket case. Are we thinking of the same person? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I have a lot of people who I think are basket cases, so... <laughs> Did we go to high school with them? <laughs> yes. A few of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah look... You can't narrow it down with me because I don't like most people. But I also do at the same time. It just depends. Whatever. It doesn't matter. All right. I'll read one more and then we'll we'll have to call this good. Uh, fly off the handle to become suddenly enraged. Ah, yeah, that one. Uh, the phrase comes from the 1800s when some axes were so poorly made that when swung, the axe heads would fly off the handles. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I figured that. That's happened to me a couple of times, actually. Like, it's never happened to me. Well, there's a reason it did. And actually, I'll tell you this. There was a. Uh, this wasn't with me, but I saw. I I was part of the aftermath. So there's a thing called a splitting mall. You know, which is like one one side of the head is an axe, the other one is a sledgehammer. Very heavy thing. That. Yeah, I know that. Uh, I wasn't explaining it to you. I was explaining it to the audience. Uh, okay. Well, my granddad, or in the military and whatnot, you know, you, they, there was one of those. And, you know, people would use it, and the dudes would basically end up, you know, big and strong dudes would end up breaking the handle all the time. You know, it was wood handle, they would break it. I, which I guess is kind of the same thing. So what my granddad did is he welded a solid steel pipe to it as the handle, a big one, you know. And that is now nicknamed the Shoulder Breaker. I remember you telling me about that, actually. Yeah, and it lives up to its name. I'll just say that. I didn't ever, I never broke my shoulder, but almost probably. I, I got a hernia from splitting wood when I was little. What? What's a yeah. hernia again? It's when, like, you lift something, like, too much and, like, there's some swelling... Uh, in places. Uh, I think I've gotten hernias before, but I don't. I I feel like you would definitely know if you got a hernia. Um. So basically, uh, what happened was uh, I got the hernia right, and what happens is your balls <laughs> swell up a lot. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. I. <laughs> Is that just what a hernia does, or is that just because of where it was? Is that how hernias work? Um, I, I imagine it's just how they work, but also where it was. I think you can get hernias in different places, but I got one in my lower abdomen. 
So it kind of, you know, traveled down to my pelvis and, you know, swelled my balls up. Oh, uh, I, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah. I, well, I feel like I have. I don't know. Like, I I experience a lot of pains, so I, I don't really ever know what's what anymore. I mean, if you didn't go to the hospital for it, it probably wasn't a hernia. Do you have to go to a hospital for a hernia? Yeah. So it's not like just like a like a upgraded cramp. It's not like just a ooh, walk it off, put some ice on that. Like you no. actually like you need to like go see a doctor. Yeah, I got a doctor, you know, like have it checked out, have something prescribed to you to like reduce okay. the swelling well, and all that I'm, kind of stuff. Then no, I've never never had a hernia. Yeah, the the most awkward part about that whole situation is I had to get my balls ultrasounded when I was like ten years old. <laughs> you had to ultrasound your balls? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds so funny. Oh my god. I I mean I understand though. That would be pretty awkward. Yeah. Well, not would be. I I can probably safely say that it is, considering the physical examinations I've had that weren't ultrasound-related. <laughs> I remember my time at MAPS. I was by far the worst. Yeah. yeah. The P test really was the him. worst part. I hated that guy, dude. He was an asshole. Oh, the uh, tan dude? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing that the we're beard. not... Uh, it's a good thing I... Yeah, he had a... What? I think he... Or he, he had some kind of facial hair when I was there. I mean, whenever I went, it was kind of just like a five o'clock shadow. Was he bald? Yes. That... Yet? What do you mean, yet? You don't remember dude, that? I don't know. It was like four years ago. I... So what? I... <laughs> I Every bit of MEPS is scarred into my brain. I don't understand how it's not scarred into yours. Because I've had more scarring things put into my brain. That is not true. I don't believe that. That doesn't matter. Maybe you're just not as... Maybe you're not as self-conscious about your balls as I am. Why would I have to be? It doesn't matter. You're, you're just... I take, I take other people looking at my stuff more seriously than you do. <laughs> apparently you don't well i also went here's the thing i also went to meps at a far worse time than you did i went during covid so, so you at, were like there was not a lot of people well i mean there there was some benefits all right so i got my own room and there weren't a whole lot of there weren't quite as many people at meps but everything was so much more strict and uh, what was the worst part about it? Really, I, I, all I gotta really say is the worst part about MEPS is the amount of food they give you. Not much at all. Uh, no. And the P-test. Those were the two worst parts for me. Well, oh, they, and the and the blood test, actually. That, that sucked as well, but in a different way. When you actually ship out, like, uh, the day before you had your reception, you get, like, a big buffet. Yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah, no. You know what I got? You got a sandwich <laughs> and a bag of chips. I got, like, a, a sandwich that tasted like it was made three days ago. An old expired bag of chips. I checked. 
and a cookie that also tasted like it was like it was rock hard. That thing basically just turned into dust whenever I like broke it in half, and a bottle of water. That's all I got, and I because of that I got spiteful. So that's why I decided to take a two and a half hour long shower, and I drank every single bit of coffee that that ho- that was in that hotel room. <laughs> Could you not go down to the snack bar? They wouldn't let me. Not even with a mask on. No, I was That's only lame. I was only allowed to go get my food and go, and that like that was it. That was the only you reason I could leave. Service. They wouldn't let me. Those were all part of the rules. They wouldn't let me do anything. Man, your your map sounds like it sucked. You, you, you think? <laughs> That's what I've been trying to tell you. I've told you all this before. Did you just forget? No, I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time. Oh my god, I hated it. And that now, the because of my tests and whatnot, they're they're like, hey man, you falsified a medical record because of my light sensitivity. And I'm like, no, I didn't. So I proved it. Uh, and then they're like, okay, but your record's false. If you want to enlist again, then or try to enlist again, you got to wait for your record to clear and do this all over again. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go kill myself now. And then I went home. And never killed myself, obviously. I mean, I don't know if it was obvious. This could have all been pre-recorded, like, years in the, in the, uh, in the past. What, what if I'm in a coma right now? I'm in the hospital you... bed. I'm in, an, I'm in a coma because I, you know, put a bullet in my skull and I somehow survived. And this is all part of my fever dream. That'd be, that'd be weird. That would be really but, weird. But, but where do I fall into that? In my uh, reality. Well, that would mean you're not real. You're just part Was of I my... Was ever real? Uh, well, I mean, I knew you before uh, I would have supposedly shot myself. I don't know. Maybe you're real. Maybe you're, j- maybe you're like, talking to me while I'm in my coma. And because of that, I, like, know you're present. And I'm here you are. We're actually debating. recording this podcast while Gage is in a coma, and he's actually talking. And De- like, you know, depending of debating if you're actually alive right now. Thing is, is I would never know. What if everyone's fake? What if I'm fake? What if everyone's in a coma and you're what just if, the only person what that's if, not in a coma? What if you're in a coma and I'm just part of your imagination? You ever think about that? What if we're both in a coma? I've got I got nothing to add on to that, man. I, I tried to think about it, and I was like, nope, won't happen. <laughs> and I think we've actually done this little bit at another point in another episode. No, not 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 in this episode. We did it in high school once, though. Did we? Yeah, like as a public conversation. It was one of those things that we do. We just were talking about this just to get, like, people who are around us to, like, overhear it and be like, what? Have we told our high school stories in the podcast yet? I think we might have touched up on a couple of them. I don't... It's, it's really hard to remember. Some of those stories, we I don't think we should share. <laughs> but some of them are, like... But that's that's the more unfortunate thing, is that the best ones are the ones that are the riskiest to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Um, We talked about our trip to Branson, I believe. Did we uh, talk about the bottle cap? Um, yeah, yeah, I think we did, actually, back when Cade was doing the podcast with us. I believe we talked about that one. 
Oh yeah, we 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 did because I kind of coerced Caden to leading the conversation in the right way. Did we? Did we ever? <laughs> we ever talk about the? Well, I guess we probably shouldn't talk about that. That one actually gets a little political. Which one? Just like say a title. Uh, know. the woman. Her initials are M M. Big lady. Mm. Big fat fat lady. Uh, she was in our grade. Uh, yeah. Is it, is it with the uh the the dyslexic thing? Uh no, it was uh about a conversation where we were ripping on James Charles. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? Oh, I'll refresh no. you. It was pretty funny. It was really small. Like it didn't last long because I started getting angry, and then when I get angry, people usually are like, "Okay, time to leave." Mm-hmm. Um, which is the correct response usually. I mean, people can kind of see it. I'm like a tea kettle. I don't actually turn red, but you can see it in my eyes. Yeah, you can see the steam like going off of him. Yeah, and actually, very unironically, I don't know if you've ever noticed it, but I saw it in myself once. That whole like thing with like cartoons when someone's angry or something, there's like a vein in their forehead that pops. I have yeah. that bad. I have it really bad. <laughs> I learned that recently. Something made me really angry, and I like went to the bathroom for a minute, to, like splash cold water on my face because I was my face was actually getting hot, and I saw that vein bulging. Do you remember Miss Kemp? What? Do you remember Miss Kemp? Miss Kemp was she like the yeah. Spanish teacher? She, no, she was an she English was, teacher. She, she was the really old English teacher. Yeah, yeah, I remember her. That. Have I told you, like, all the things that, like, I think all the interactions that, like, we have had, like, I had with her? I, yeah, a couple. Uh, but we're gonna have to probably save that for, like, you can share, like, one quick story, and then we're gonna have to call that good. I remember, uh, so this one time, uh, we were taking, it was like, uh, it was like the finals, right? Everyone taking the final. Mm -hmm. Because, like, no one can get on their phones until, uh, like, everyone's done with the final. Everyone went down with the final. I looked around. I saw no one, you know, doing anything. And you had texted me for a ride home, so I'm just, like, on my little Apple Watch or whatever, texting you back. And she's like, give me your, your watch and your phone. I was like, everyone's done. What do you mean? We're, we're, we're good. She's like, no, give me your phone. And then not, like, a minute after she took my phone, she's like, okay, everyone get on the phones. <laughs> yeah. I... I don't understand teachers that do that. They, like, make that point, you know? It's like, even even if you were to say something, it's like, well, I didn't say you could get on them at that point. You know, it's like, if you had only just waited, like, a minute, that is the, that is an excuse. That is just an excuse. I I can't stand that shit, dude. I would have I lost my mind. Excuse my language. I'm sorry. I realize I let it slip. I, uh, I hated Miss Kemp, dude. She was, like, the worst teacher I've ever had in my entire life. See now, that's a shame, dude. All of my English teachers loved me, but I was. I, I did. I, I'm I also didn't like, like any a, English teachers at Mountain Home. Uh huh. I didn't like any of the English teachers. Well, I had at you Mountain just Home. you just never no you like I mean it. You genuinely just did not have the good ones. Miss Maddock, dope, loved her. Miss Camp, uh, for my junior year. Wait, no, we did have Miss Camp. She got upset at us because we cheated on an assignment once. Okay. <laughs> you know you don't remember that you had miss camp for like a different class so there was a fahrenheit 451 project and i copied like half of your thing and she found out and 
and, and we got in trouble. Although we both still got an A for that assignment, ironically. You're welcome. Uh, hey, you got it too, brother. I already yeah, did all the reading. You're welcome. Here's the thing that sucks, though. I did all the reading. I probably st- knew and still know more about that book than you do. I'm just lazy, or I was. I don't. I think I only read half the book. I could have done that project with my eyes closed, and I just did not want to do it. <laughs> because I think homework is stupid and should be outlawed. I uh I, I don't I don't think I read the full book. I'm pretty sure like for for that assignment, I just looked up Spark Notes oh. for the book and just I, like. For a minute, I thought you were like, I don't think you read the whole book. I'm like, I damn well did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. That's enough being off topic. Until next, the time we have for you guys today. Now, now that you brought that up, next week we'll, we're going to talk more about high school. That That is officially going to be the topic for next episode. I don't care if I'm spoiling it, but uh, I'm less likely to forget if I do this, so that's what we're doing. It might be an explicit episode, because there are some stories that we just have to share that may dabble into some other things. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, go ahead and do your thing, buddy. Yeah. Well. All right. Yeah, that's all the time we have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in to our quaint little podcast. We hope you have a wonderful day, night, you know, whatever, whenever you're listening. Be sure to follow our socials on Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, and Instagram, J-O-B-R-O-R-A-D-I-O, Dobro Radio. Be sure to follow our solo stream pages. Mine is JustPhoenix101, J-U-S-T-P-H-O-E-N-I-X-101 on Twitch. Engage is Frosty Butcher. F-O-R-S-T-Y-B-U-T-C-H-E-R-T-T-V on Twitch. Okay, did I get that right? Yeah, you did. I, I was really f- worried that you'd be like, there's an underscore, but there isn't. Not anymore. Or, well, yeah. as of right now, there is, but there won't be soon. I was going to ask, did you change it yet, actually? <laughs> I will, eventually. Like tonight, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. I can't guarantee All anything. Right. You got any concluding notes, buddy? Um, no, actually, no, not this time. I don't. I don't really think I have anything. I don't have any quips, no advice, no nothing. Nothing. No, and all the things that I've been wanting to like announce and whatnot. Of, I mean, we've pretty much already done it. We're, I'm, we're just good. All right. Everything well, else is in the clear. Other than have all. a good, have a good day. That's all I got. You all have a great after morning, dude. After morning, noon, day, night. Peace out. Peace.